All right, welcome everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on where you're listening from. This is one half of the Two Banditos with Let's Talk About It. Today's episode is very special. Um, you all know we are in the middle of, you know, the holiday season, and some of you people, it's not all butterflies and rainbows. Um, some people could be dealing with loss of jobs, family issues, um, you know, even loss of loved ones. Um, you know, so dealing with depression is something that, you know, is often not talked about. A lot of people just kind of just muck through it and deal with it themselves. And, you know, they try to carry it, you know, this big weight on their shoulders and it's, you know, it's not fair. So, uh, with that being said, you know, the two, two banditos, we're here to help guys. All of our topics can't be funny and goofy and all over the place and this and that. We definitely want to, to help you guys out. Um, and this is something that we've been reached out to on numerous times from several of our listeners, um, to just, you know, touch on some serious topics. And, and today's topic is definitely serious, guys. We're going to be talking about with, uh, dealing with depression and also, you know, motivation to maybe get back up on the, the horse. And, you know, guys, when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, right? And that's up. So, um, we're going to talk about some of our past, you know, incidents with depression or motivation. And, uh, hopefully we, uh, strike a nerve, hit a chord and, uh, you know, maybe maybe even help somebody out during this difficult holiday season. So, um, you know, that's all I got for our intro. But, um, Pat, you know, you ready? What's going on, bud? Oh, yeah, yep, yep, guys. That's Today is that episode. However, uh, before we start, I have a little clip I'd like you guys to listen to, okay? It's only about a minute and 15 seconds. Joel Osteen and uh, Slim Thug kind of do their thing on this, but it's a motivational quote, okay? All right, here it is. I want to talk to you today about the right people. Who you spend your time with will have a great impact on what kind of life you live. There are people God has already ordained to come across our path to help us fulfill our destiny. People that inspire us, challenge us, make us better. The right people have already been lined up. But here's the key. If you're spending time with the wrong people... You'll never meet the right ones. If you're hanging around people that are not going anyplace, people that are dragging you down, causing you to compromise, draining your energy, then you're going to get stuck. You can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles. You're going to become like the people you continually associate with. You want to know what you're going to be like in five years? Look at your friends. If your friends are going places, have a spirit of excellence, kind, generous, courteous, then those qualities are going to rub off on you. Gotta get these blessings, so tired of stress, learning new lessons, plenty of questions, it's time for testing, never ever go resting, I'ma say grinding, so I say shining. Alright guys, that was the clip. How does that make you feel? I don't know about you, but whenever I hear that, I've heard that thing probably a million times. But whenever I hear it, oh, my gosh, I get chicken skin. I get motivated. I, I feel like I can conquer the freaking world. You know, Eric Thomason, Eric Thomas, I don't know if you know him, but he is a, he's a very famous motivational speaker. He was a homeless kid. He, worked, he ate out of the trash, and he worked his way all the way up, and he got his doctor's degree. And he said at one point, what do you want and how bad do you want it? When you find out what you want, you need to spend the rest of your natural-born life getting after it. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel amazing. Like, I just get goosebumps. What do you think about it, Chris? I mean, that's definitely true, man. If you – I've I've always said, you know, to my friends and my followers out there um, on my social media accounts and stuff, guys, 
I don't waste time with dreams because dreams are something that I feel like you can never achieve. You know, I dream I'm going to win the lottery. I doubt I will ever actually win the lottery, guys, right? So, you know, if you don't have goals and set goals, I mean, it's really pointless, right? So I'm a goal setter, not a dreamer. So, I mean, that that clip kind of – that's kind of what I got from it basically. Like everything I've been saying, you know, that kind of like just confirmed it. So, yeah. um you know, if you have something, you have something that you want to do and obtain, guys, it, it's not enough to talk about it. You actually have to get up off your ass and you have to go out and you have to want it. You know what I mean? So it, nothing comes to anybody and it's rare if it does, guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, you just got to yeah. get up there and you got to go take what you want. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that right there is the feeling. And that's when you know you're you on your fail. way to success. You're you, not, you're you not going to fail if you do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. You can't fail because you already have your mindset. And as soon as you get to your mindset, there's no stopping you. Now, if you do let something stop you, then you get your, you get back up and you keep going. You brush the dust off, dust off your shoulders and you keep going. But with that, comes possible, you know, depression, anxiety, you know, sometimes you have to reevaluate your, reevaluate your priorities in life, you know? I mean, um, and this is something that not all of us go through guys, but you know, I consider Pat, you know, everybody knows Pat, right? Everybody that's seen him on social media knows he's always happy, smiling, goofing around, joking around. But you know, guys, this is a pretty serious matter because even Pat, you know, somebody who's all smiles all the time, giggling, making everybody else happy. Patrick's actually dealt with depression and I personally being his friend, I didn't even know about it. So guys, you know, I know that a lot of people post on social media, you know, check your strong friends, guys, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I guess before we get into it, what do you think depression is? I mean, depression is defined as many different things and what we all feel like depression could be, but what, is depression De- to me depression is when you lay in bed and you are thinking about doing something but then something overcomes you and just tells you you're not good enough or you're not you're not worthy enough to do it or so then you take those blankets and you slowly roll them over your head and you kind of just curl away and forget about the rest of the world and when that happens to me i shut down i have shut down so far in the past where i didn't want to speak to anybody i didn't even want a life you know, and those things are very serious. Those are very serious concerns to people that truly love you and don't think that people don't love you, even though those things are going around in your head, you know, loss of interest, activities, stopping from continuing. That's all the definition of my, my personal definition of what um, depression is. And that rolls right into anxiety and it makes you freak out like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, you just get really anxious about everything. Now, like Chris said, I, I, uh, I kind of. You know, I, I have my own personal experience with depression. We all we all do. And I'm going to share it to you guys with the, all of you guys my story. I think it's time. Uh, um, I've never done this in like I've never done this ever. So this is really new to me. Um, I've talked to doctors about it. I've talked to therapists. I've done the nine yards to seek help, and I advise you guys to do the same. But with my story, I hope that I can motivate you and help you realize and see what the what the symptoms are of depression and how to help you get over them because everyone is going through individual struggles. We're all going through struggles. We're all going through maybe work issues. You know, sometimes people have harder jobs than others. Truckers. I can't tell you how stressful that job is and how lonely it is. 
think about that, you know? I mean, it's it's not just them. I mean, it's literally everybody during the holiday season. Most businesses, you know, that at the end of the year, they've used their whole budgets up. Bosses still got to get their bonuses right, so they they cut the little man out. And a lot of guys are without jobs during the holidays. I know with my oil field experience, it was always guys losing their jobs during the holiday season. Um, just read an article today, you know, the 10 uh, publication network, which is, you know, Truckin' and Four Wheel Magazine and all those other magazines – I think there's like 19 magazines out of the 22 that they, they own, house brands. They're all shutting down. They're going to be no more. It's going to turn to online. There's no printed publications. So a lot of people are going to be without jobs during this holiday season and then even going, going forward. So these, all these people are, you know, getting, getting this thrown at them during the holiday season, which kind of sucks. Guys that have had jobs for years and years and years no longer have these jobs. So I mean, that, that itself can lead to some serious depression during the holidays, guys. Not being able to afford, you know, food to put on the table for your family the roof over their head, or even, you know, the simple little things that people, you know, expect during the holidays, like gifts, guys. Um, if somebody gives you guys a gift and it's not what you expected, you know, don't let them know that, guys. Come on. I mean, that's like probably the rudest thing that you could do is let somebody know that they gave you yeah. a gift that you consider to be subpar because that could be everything that they had. That could have been their last 10 bucks, guys. So, I mean, really, let's uh, let's be courteous and, and, and aware of our surroundings and our people during the holiday season. Yeah, especially those that, like Chris said earlier, um, lost family members. I can't tell you how hard it is, especially for those holiday seasons. Like, my issue, it happened days before Halloween. So every time Halloween rolls around every year, guess what I am? I'm pissed off at the world, and all I want to do is shut down. Um, so loss of family members during the holiday season can really make it big. You know, financial issues, like Chris said, personal issues with – relationships or whatever is going on just know that you're not alone and don't think that you have to deal with it by yourself um so real quick i know we i I know we did a topic on social media but do you think today's society social media plays a big factor in depression well i think seeking a validation on social media or lack of validation may cause people to doubt self-worth and spiritual uh, spiral downhill from there I think that, um, you know, social media, if you don't get that validation of what you're seeking or whatever, like you post on social media and you, someone tells you that you're a piece of shit or you're stupid or something, that causes depression as well. Um, I, yeah, not to get too much into the weeds on that one, but so my personal issue or my personal experience with depression went back all the way to October 2017, October 21, 2017. Uh, my family and I, we were at a Halloween costume party at just a little gathering, and things got out of control, and a gun was somehow brought into play. Everyone was a little unease, and we were all unease, but something happened, and for a split second, the perfect set of events landed into the worst possible incident that my entire life was flipped upside down. Um, so the gun went off, it was a 9 mil hollow point, and the round went through my son's elbow into my leg, my right leg. And if he was moved just a little bit farther to angle to the left, he would have been dead because that would have went right through his heart. Um, and since then, we are still dealing with the, with the repercussion of we're still dealing with everything, this medical problems, the medical surgeries, um, depression, anxiety everything but right after that situation happened is the worst possible thing that anyone could ever 
go through. You know, I watched my son get shot, and then I watched my son possibly die, almost die on the floor, and then he watched me pass out as he was being dragged away from by the medics to the hospital. So my son technically saw me die on October 21st, 2017, while trying to save his life, you know, because when something like that happens and you're seeing someone else hurt, but you're not as hurt, everything, how you feel kind of goes out the window. Like I got shot in the leg and I walked over to my son and I squeezed his arm so tight as a tourniquet. And I, I tried my damnedest to stop the bleeding and it, you know, it worked, but to go through that, I don't, I don't think you guys understand how big that is right there. When I tell people the story now, they lose their shit. And I'm like, you know, a lot of things happened after that as well. And that's where it led to depression. Fast forward two or three months, I'm back at work. I'm on crutches. I have a, a anger and a fire in my heart because I know who the shooter was. And I just, <clears throat> all I could think about was death. All I wanted to do was hurt this person. And hurt him to where my family was hurt and make him feel the way my family was feeling at the time, you know, but I'm not going to get into any of that, but I was at work. My work didn't give a damn about what happened. All they cared about was me producing numbers. Yeah, they were there for me, but they cared about numbers. Me and what just happened, all I could think about was replaying that situation in my head. My boss yelling at me for producing numbers. People telling me I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing because all I could think about was that. And yeah, then getting I mean, yelled at. Your, your head would totally be in the, the the wrong place at the at the right times. I would I would imagine. I mean the the feeling that you would have that you wouldn't be able to protect your kid and it was completely out of your control. I mean that's a pretty rough reality for a fucking parent to go through, right? I would I would assume. I mean I've never been in that position, but just hearing your story, man, for you know. I know I heard it briefly before, you know, but this is the first time that we've actually went in depth and actually, I guess, discussed it a little bit. So, I mean, for your, your, your sense of feel, I mean, just as a dad, I mean, I could, I could totally relate to what you're saying. And I mean, understand that, dude, that would be one hell of a torturous feeling. It was the worst feeling in my entire life, seeing my son's elbow completely destroyed and then me getting pulled away from him for a week i couldn't see him in the hospital i didn't have my phone because it was still at the party it was just a whole bunch of shit just happened and my anxiety hit the roof and talk about ptsd guys i've been through a few different things but never something that catastrophic you know and then that that broke me and my family down to our absolute core like you peel away all these securities and insecurities and you break your family down to what you truly are if it wasn't for the relationship that my wife and i have we would have been destroyed because all i wanted to do was kill somebody and that's all i thought about for months and months and months almost an entire year and then well no back it up probably about a half a month and then so i'm going through physical therapy I'm trying to figure out how this could get any better because all I did was think about how my life is ruined. My son is permanently damaged. He's going to surgeries. He's getting his next surgery January 2nd. And he, my son and my wife and a whole bunch of other people and Chris as well actually helped me get over my depression because October it happened. January, December time frame, 2017, I found out that I was going to SEMA. And I had really no idea how 
my wife reached out to Chris because she saw an ad on Facebook or Instagram. I don't know exactly which one. And I get a phone call from Chris. That one phone call, someone reached out to me. And I was sitting at Chick-fil-A. I'll never forget. I was sitting at Chick-fil-A, eating my nuggets, planning. Or I don't like. I don't exactly remember what I was doing. All I can remember is my life sucks. And how could I bring pain upon someone so bad to where they don't die, but yet still feel the pain? And that's all I could think about. Chris calls me one day, and he's like, hey, man, we're going to build your truck. You're going to go to SEMA. And what style, what theme we want to do, what's the, what, like, what is the theme, what, all of these questions. And I'm like, whoa, is this really happening? Is this really real life? So I started doing some real quick research. I was looking them up and talking to, or looking at pictures and stuff. I got so excited and I haven't felt like that since then. And then by building the truck with Chris and building the truck with a bunch of other people, it helped me get out of this depression. I went through the therapy and nothing worked because they didn't know how I felt. Nobody understood exactly how I was feeling and exactly what I went through. So I didn't understand. I didn't really care what people wanted to tell me, but by getting myself active, by getting myself up out of bed, moving forward, helped me get out of my depression with Chris talking to Chris about building the truck, actually building the truck with Justin from 8080 and a few other people from uh, all these other companies or whatever. And, but by moving forward, it made me, it forced me to get out of my depression. And that's what you guys need to do. You need to force yourself to move forward. It sucks, but set small goals. Small I mean, goals. it's definitely not going to be comfortable, right? So, I mean, you just exactly. pretty much have to, it's kind of like a distraction game, right? You have to distract your mind from thinking the negative things and you have to put in place something positive and obtainable so that you can kind of divert all that negative energy into positive, right? So you're basically making what's so dark and nasty inside of your, your brain and all these nasty thoughts to turn it into something great. You know what I mean? Or at least trick your mind into saying, Hey man, I'm, I'm busy doing this stuff. I don't have time to be bitter or negative or hateful or, you know, whatever it is, you know, right. That's, mm -hmm. I feel like that's what, that's what you did, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that falls into being resilient, you know, um, you really, you have to have some sort of resiliency. You're going to fall in life and you just got to pick yourself up or help have people help you or have just know that there's someone there that's going to help you pick yourself well, up, dust yourself off. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that I always tell everybody that I'm around guys. And this goes for anybody in any situation, anytime, anywhere. I don't care who you are, or what you're doing. You are only as good as the people you surround yourself around. Right guys. So if you're around negative minded people, you're going to be negative. If you're around hateful, rude, destructive people, you're going to be hateful, rude, and destructive. If you're around positive people that are bringing you up and pumping you up and, and, you know, pretty much helping you, you know, obtain your goals, then dude, you're going to succeed. I guarantee every single time. Guys, we all have those friends that are just always the negative Nancy's. You know, you tell them a great story of what you're going to do and your dreams and goals and aspirations. And basically they sit here and tell you, yeah, right. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. That's the type of people that you don't need around you. It, yeah, you, the, the, you want the guy that says, "Hey, man, how can I help you out with this?" Yep, you're exactly right. You got to you got to reevaluate who you're surrounding yourself with. If you like, like Joel Osteen said in the very beginning clip, if you surround yourself with chickens, you will forever soar as a chicken, and you'll never get to that soaring with the eagle spot. I had to reevaluate my friends, and I did. You know, yeah, um, dude, and that that's. 
That goes for everybody, guys. I, I don't care if you're religious, not religious. I don't care what your situations may be. You know, all of us are fighting demons in our own way. There's not single one single person out there that is just every single thing in their life, butterflies and rainbows. There's, you know, there's always negative trying to come into every one of our lives for some scenario or another. Like I said, it could be a loss of a loved one. It could be your job. It could be the people around you. It could be your relationship. It could be your kid. It could be the court system. It could be the legal system. Whatever the scenario might be, guys, there's always a way to be better and to go around it and to do the things you need to do in order to succeed. Yeah. You take that depression, you ball it up into a little tight ball, and use it to fuel yourself, to slingshot yourself to where you want to be but as soon as you have your eyes set on something that you want don't ever quit don't ever ever quit because the moment you accept quit in your life you accept failure and then you just spiral downhill from there and then you gotta but i'm not saying that you won't it's not going to be easy you know starting i can only imagine the struggles that chris went through to open up to officially open up truck guru as a company you know i can only imagine the struggles and to see where he's at today guys you have to understand that there was a little piece of him that can maybe doubted himself, but then he pushed that self-doubt aside, and he's like, nah, not today, motherfucker. I'm going to continue on this path. Well, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, that's, that's the thing, dude. Like, I'm, I'm the type of character who um, I'd rather help other people rather than myself. You know what I mean? I'm the type of dude that goes into a store and would rather buy somebody else something rather than myself. I cringe when I have to buy myself things, just like – you know, in my everyday life, guys, uh, I'd rather help other people. Same thing with what I do in the automotive industry. You know, um, I never in a million trillion years thought I would get to this level or this point or have this much success. Um, you know, and some people, they want to call it not success or whatever. And of course, guys, anybody who is doing anything good, you're going to have haters and you have to figure out a way to turn them haters off or use them as motivation. And basically, guys, what I did was I said, you know what? These guys, they're not paying my bills. They don't need me. But some of the companies that I deal with, they rely on me to go out and to do the things that they need to be done. Because to be honest with you, I look around and everybody just wants to use them and abuse them and get their stuff and go another way or make money from them or whatever. But, you know, me, I look at that. I'm like, man, I just want to make sure that they get get it done right. That way. We can keep doing this for years and years and years to come, and they can keep growing and succeeding and thriving, and that motivates me. So, I mean, we all have to find a different, like, path of motivation, and then from there, mm-hmm. that's when we can determine how we're going to go about our day-to-day and life as we know it, basically. So, um, like you said, man, you have to figure out what you're going to use as motivation because motivation, it don't come free and it don't come cheap. I can guarantee you that you don't just fire yourself up and that's it. You don't give yourself a pep talk in the morning and say, I am the greatest thing that ever was. I, I piss excellence like old Ricky Bobby, but it doesn't work like that. Right. So, I mean, you have to use some form of tragedy or, or, you know, depression or, or illness or something, hating something as motivation to get you to the next level. And I promise you, man, that hater rated is the greatest fuel for success. I'll tell you what, man, because right. nothing, nothing makes me want to succeed like the old hater aid that people are, <laughs> are put, putting in my, my juice box. You know what I mean? So that's, the that's just my story. Good. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. It definitely gets me from point A to point B and I can, I can assure you that. And without that, you know, there are many times that I probably would have just said, you know what, I'm done. Screw this. I want to go back to working my nine to five oil field job and, you know, whatever. But again, 
you know, you can't lay down because you don't like something. If you have a goal, obviously, I saw a, a really inspirational quote one time, and I can't remember the exact verbiage of it, but it went something along the lines. It was Michael Phelps, and he was swimming, and it said, winners don't focus on what's behind them. Right, guys? So, like, if you're if you're in the leader, you're doing your thing. You don't need to worry about what other people are doing behind you. It doesn't matter because, you know, winners don't look back. That's how they continue to stay going forward, right? So if you're in second place, you can see what first place is doing and so on and so forth, right? And, you know, behind everybody. Well, when you're in first place, you don't look back to see where second, third, fourth, fifth place guys are. You just keep your eyes forward and you stay motivated, and that's how you win the battle. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, for so. some of you, for some of you guys that have uh, really severe depression, you know, it's a little bit harder for you guys to come out and set those type of goals. You know, type A personalities um, are really easy, and for those that you know, it's easy. It becomes natural. It's good, but for those that are listening that truly do have deep depression, I want you guys to set tiny goals. Let's start with, for example, I just have three that I really want you guys to focus on. If it takes you a long time, you know, set an alarm. You get out of, before you go to bed, you set an alarm, you wake up at that alarm. And the first thing you should be doing is making your bed. The reason you make your bed as soon as you wake up, because it sets the president for the presidents for the rest of the day. Before you go anywhere else, wash up, clean up, Get your body right. Get that stank off you. That Those small three little things turn into a motivational, positive outlook because you've already gotten up at a certain time. You made your bed because that sets, I promise you, a, a very famous Navy SEAL said this. You wake up, you fucking make your bed the first thing in the morning because that sets the presence for the rest of the day. If you don't make your bed, then especially for those depressed people. If you don't make your bed, how is that day going to play out? You look at your bed. Well, you, you know the saying, right? You made your bed, you lay in it, right? So mm-hmm. who wants to lay in a nasty, disgusting, dirty bed, right? So you want to make your bed. You want that good, clean start every time you get down, right, guys? I'm not saying you got to go wash your laundry every time you sleep in it, but at the same time, it's just the saying, guys. It's a mind thing. So, like, you make your bed, you lay in it. And, exactly. You know, I, I know when I want to lay my head down in bed, I want, you know – what if somebody comes over, man? You don't want them to see your dirty laundry, right? Pick that shit up. You know what I mean? That's just that's just how it is, guys. You have to make sure that you're right before you can make other things right. Exactly. Um, I don't remember the exact um, – the exact uh, – shoot, what is it called? But anyways, but it goes idle hands. It starts with idle hands. Idle hands cause something. Um, so schedule – activities keep your keep your schedule always busy so you don't have time to turn that brain and your thoughts into negativity because the moment you turn them into negativity i promise you that's where you spiral downhill and create that depression loop is it a that's especially true for the people battling depression correct yeah oh yeah oh yeah that that leads into like a whole psycho psychological issue and that actually is a real thing you know psychotherapy is a huge way that's actually what we did with our kids uh, Ashley and myself, we went through psychotherapy to help battle the PTSD, to help battle the thoughts. Yes, they come back, and it haunts the living absolute fuck out of me because that moment where I put my head to sleep, and I think of that one split moment when that gun went off, it brings me right back to that moment, and I fall so quickly into that hole to where I feel like I can't get out, and all I want to do is scream for help, but nobody's there to help. And when I feel like that, I jolt. I lose control of my body, 
but then guess who's right there? My wife is right there hugging me, making sure that it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. She's reassuring me that it's okay. For you guys to understand that everything will be okay is huge. Motivation is huge in your daily life. You have to seek motivation. You have to find something that drives you. You have to push forward and never look back like Chris said, ever. Because the moment you look back, you have accepted defeat in your heart. Um, so I've never actually talked about any of this, like to a big group of people, maybe just a select few might know it. Maybe just a few people in general in our life know it, but I've never actually said any of those words. And for me to come out and say all this, it's, I think it's a big movement. I, I feel like if, if I can use my experience to help propel other people, I think that's a win. What do you think, Chris? No, I think that that's another way to fuel your fire and your passion and your drive and, and get out of the depression. Cause if you talk about it, if you keep it inside of you guys, it's never going to do anything. It's just festers and it gets nasty and rots and it's just, it's always going to eat at you and it's just always something that's there, right? So if you get it out and you could use it to help somebody, guys, I think honestly, like if you're depressed, like that right there is like the ultimate feel better. You know what I mean? That's the happy pill right there is just if you're able to take your experiences and share them with somebody else, that is able to actually use that to help them. I can, I can, I can guarantee, I've never battled it, but I can pretty much guarantee you that that right there alone is going to make you feel one trillion times better. And it's cool that Pat's coming out and saying this stuff, you know, to all you guys. I think that, you know, it's a huge brave step for him to talk about this stuff, especially because we're dudes, man. We don't, we don't talk about our feelings, right? We're big, you know, macho men that, you know, we don't, we don't talk about this stuff. This is foreign territory for us. So for Pat to come out and, Damn near almost get the tears, guys. Like that, that tells me that, you know, you're, you're a good dude, it's, man, for sharing the story. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy helping people, um, just like you do. And I think that's why we're so good at doing what we're doing. Um, whether it be shit talking, whether it be, you know, talking about dumb issues or really getting into the weeds, like we talked about right before we started. I think this is very important because someone, somebody out there, whether it's one, or a hundred. If we could help that one person, I think that's a win. Yeah. Every, every single time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, other than that, I, man, I'm sweating over here. It, that's African. You're on the hot seat, man. That's why. <laughs> I sweat. I got nervous. Man, I've never said that shit in my life or the past two years. I've never actually come out and say it. Now I'm all sweaty. I mean, but, but how do you but feel? feel do you feel I, better? You should feel way better. I do feel better. I've, you know, I've been through all the therapy and I've done it all. And the army has like said, yes, you have PTSD. Yes, this is this and this is, but I've never felt better, you know, and I've been seeking ways to feel better. And I don't know if some of you guys actually watch my Instagram stories, but I am one silly motherfucker, but I use sarcasm and comedy or just doing stupid shit to feel better. Cause when I'm done, I feel better for that split second. So for me, it's like a drug, but this I don't think I've ever felt like this. The way I'm feeling right now, and I'm not a feely dude. Like, I'm not a touchy-feely kind of guy. You are uh, a touchy-feely guy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> not with my emotions. I'm sure not. But Well, there you go. Yeah, that, let, let's make sure that's very clear. <laughs> I, uh, this is – it feels good. And, you know, just so you guys know, uh, Chris and I, we actually planned this episode specifically because we really wanted to – reach out to some people as many people as we can and so we've actually been planning it slowly and making it so where this send for you guys really hits home 
Um, but honestly, some of you, some of you, some of you guys that may not actually, you know, resonate or, you know, just another episode guys talking about some, some stuff that kind of near and dear to a lot of people's hearts doesn't, I'm a big macho man doesn't reply to, you know, apply to me, but guys, there are so many people out there who this will help. And it's just something that, you know, we were like, man, is, is this too serious for what we do? Nah, we decided you guys, if, if one of, you know, one of the banditos are going through it, right? So, or went through it. So if that's the case, then there's probably a hell of a lot more people out there that could use just any of this inspirational talk from Pat, just sharing a story, getting it off his chest and just feeling, feeling great afterwards. And if we could use anything to help you guys, guys, it's the holiday season. If you're spending your time alone and you're lonely, if you're, you got laid off and you're feeling the pressure of, of Christmas for your family or your friends or whatever that, guys, there's so many different scenarios out there that people are put in that just kind of gets them in the downhill spiral. And that right there is something that, you know, guys, do not harbor that. Do not keep that festered inside. Talk about it. Go to somebody. Ask for help. Let people know, like, hey, man, you know, I had to choose between rent and gifts. I'm sorry. You know, like, let them know. Don't don't put yourself in a bad spot even worse and make yourself feel that much worse because you made a bad decision, guys. So this time of the year, you know, make the right decision, especially this time of year, if, especially if you guys have lost somebody, lost a job, you know, any type of depression. I don't care what it is, guys. And we keep touching on similar ones, but, you know, I myself never battled depression. Um, you know, I now know a friend of mine that battled depression, and I'm super glad that I was able to help him, you know, get out of whatever dark hole he was in. I mean, that, to me, that makes me feel really good. Like, hey, man, I did something that was worth something. So, I mean, talk to people. If you have a friend yeah. that, you know, you see cuts, you see, you know, they're lonely or they're not talking or they're, they've fallen off the face of the earth, reach out to them, guys. I mean, because that could be the person that's like, Look at look at Robin Williams. Look at Chris Farley. Look at all these people oh, geez, that were, yeah. were so happy and so famous, and they were battling depression. And look what happened, guys. They're if only they had, if only they had a way to actually reach out, because maybe they didn't have anybody to reach out. Especially well, that's the thing though. They, I, I, I bet you that they felt like they had to be the the happy guy till the end and not let anybody know what what was the demons they were battling, because if mm-hmm. they did, that would change the way that they looked. Well, guys, I don't care if you. Nobody's look, man. Everybody's all crazy about their appearance all the way up through high school. And they're in high school. You got to have the cool shoes, the cool clothes, be the coolest kid. And then when you get to college, you go to college and you got these people wearing pajamas. <clears throat> the people that you guys thought that weren't necessarily cool kids, they're sitting next to you and you're doing projects with them, like like you guys been best friends for years, even though you would never speak to them in high school, right? So mm-hmm. it's the same thing, guys. Same thing. Just always, always, always be there for anybody. Who's, who needs it? If you see something that's a little, little shady, little off, little weird, guys, hey, are you okay? Guys, I try to do what I can and smile at a lot of people when I'm out in public. When people are walking by, good morning. How are you? Hello. You know, you don't have a single clue what that could do for somebody's mentality for that day. You can change, you know, they could be walking a lonely, lonely mile and, you know, just praying that somebody says hi to them so that they don't go home and kill themselves. You don't, you never, you never know what's going on in somebody's life. So dude, the simplest, simplest little things like that could be the biggest difference in somebody's life. Yeah. With that being said, I have a quote for you guys and I think we should definitely end it on a positive note because I don't want you guys to take away sadness after this, but sometimes 
we're tested not to show our weakness, but to this, but to discover our strengths. I want you guys to fester on that. I'll say it again. Sometimes we're tested not to show our weakness, but to discover our strengths. Strengths. You know, what does that mean to you? And I'm not going to go into descriptions of what I think it is because I can sit here for another 22 minutes and describe it. But I want you guys to think about it. Think about how that makes you feel. Other than yeah. that, Chris, I think that was amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the, the next thing you guys could do is just basically, you know, every day when you get up, look in the mirror, guys. It's You're, you're alive. Somebody else did not make it. You know what I mean? You always need to turn the positive things into even more positive because the littlest things in your life, you know, other people are battling that and you're, you're way luckier than they are. Guys wake up. They don't have food to eat. Guys wake up. They don't have a roof over their head. It rained last night. These guys are soaking wet, cold, homeless. You know, I've never been homeless, but you know, it's, it's, it sucks, man, uh, to see people out there that are struggling so bad. And you know, you know that, you just went out to eat and you threw away half your food because you didn't like the taste of it. But they didn't have a meal today. You know what I mean? So there is always something to be grateful for and thankful for. And you can always use that as motivation. And I think that, like, guys, I woke up today. I'm able to sit here and talk to you guys. I got a microphone in front of me. I got a badass co-host. I literally, you know, I got a roof over my head. I got food to eat this morning. I got food in my belly. Like, man, I already started the day. So much better than so many people in the world. You guys got to think, $34,000 is the richest average in the world, and that's 1% of the entire world. That's what they make is $34,000 or more. That's insane to think about, guys. That's only 1% of the entire world makes $34,000 or more. dollars. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's so, really crazy. And, and I know you think, oh, I made 34000 bucks. I'm broke, I'm poor, I'm this and that. But look, that's not the case, guys, because the other 99% would say that you are fortunate as hell. You know what I mean? You got mm-hmm. – I see these memes, you know, where these guys – these little these little kids over like in Africa are drinking out of this dirty water. And it's like, man, the littlest, smallest things that we take for granted on a daily basis is somebody else's goals, dreams, and aspirations. Yeah. That just made me think about some things that when I went through in Afghanistan, I got to witness, and it was, like, the saddest thing ever. Um, but that's not what we're getting into. And I want to you guys – I want you guys to understand that with this Christmas coming up, let's be thankful for what we have. Let's be thankful and for you're not that. alone. Exactly. And you're not alone. And if you are alone, you got me and Chris. Come Amen, on. buddy. You can reach out to us anytime, guys. Send us a DM. I, I don't care if you need our phone numbers. Hit us up, guys. There's always somebody to talk to. There, there's uh, suicide prevention hotlines, guys. Um, they are out there. There are people out there that are trained to help and want to help. You guys just have to ask, right, guys? You're never exactly. going to get anywhere unless you ask. Unless somebody knows about it, nobody can help you. You think everybody's just going to always reach out and say, hey, what's wrong? Let's talk about it. No, it's not like that. This is 2019, almost 2020. Everybody's got their head so far up their ass and their cell phones that it, it's it's rare that we're even looking up anymore, guys. And I'm guilty of it. I'm sure Pat's guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. So at the end of the day, you know, it's not enough sometimes to look up and realize that somebody's hurting. You know, the people that are hurting, you guys, you know, you owe it to yourselves. And you owe it to the people that like you and love you to, to tell somebody to get help. Because 
you matter probably just you're somebody else's dream i guarantee it there's somebody out there for everybody and you know you guys it'd be damn uh, a damn shame if you guys were to keep that in you and not tell anybody and never get help because then you're not doing anything but do a negative for yourself and that's not what this is about that's depression and depression guys it's 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 curable, right, Pat? Like you can, you can it's, get yeah, it's over it. Curable. Right? It's it's definitely curable. It takes help, and it takes the it takes the willingness to want to be willing. Helped. But if you are, if you're, if you need help, like Chris said, seek the help. But if you're too scared to seek the help because you don't want someone to judge you, if if you go on Google right now, I literally just googled emotional help or some type of, some type of help. There's tons of lines that you can call where they have unbiased opinions, but. Let's flip it to the other side. Guys and gals, if you see someone going through some stuff, don't be that other person like, oh, man, fuck that. He looked like he got a rough life. If you can help it any way, shape, or form, I bet you, just like Chris and I have been saying, that would make somebody's day, whether it's a smile, a pat on the back, a cheeseburger from McDonald's, although I don't really fucking – I don't really mess with hobos. But, hey, whatever, to each his own, you know. Um, Amen. Amen, man. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I think that this is the this is a very touching emotional episode, and I just hope that it really helps you guys. Yeah, I mean, With, they're not all going to be like this, guys, and we can't always have fun. Sometimes we have to to pull out your heartstrings a little bit. And again, guys, like Pat said, if you guys are in that position and you do need to talk to somebody. Please reach out to us or somebody, a friend, a family member, or even just a random person online because there are people out there that are willing and wanting to help you. Exactly. Well, with that being said, this is Let's Talk About It with the Two Banditos. We're out. All right, guys. Until next time. See ya.